this bitch. Who the hell? <laughs> Who are you? No, it's so funny. Who are you? Who am I? It's happening. Well, whose fault is that? Me, because I pushed a button. <laughs> it's always me. I believe it's coming from here, but I'm trying to make sure. What do you mean? The sound. Mm. That doesn't do anything. There we go. Yeah, okay. We don't need to snap too much in people's ears. Hello. Just cut out all the snapping. No. I mean, I probably will. <laughs> Why do you say no? You're so contrary. It was funnier to you're say so, no. You're so contrary. Maybe I should do this. No. I mean, I will. I mean, I will. I just, I just wanted to. I just don't out. like being told what to do. So the second someone tells me what to do, I say no, even if I want to do it. Don't, don't nuke Europe. No. <laughs> you watch me. Don't I'm, tell me what to do. I mean, I won't do it, but. <laughs> I mean, I won't, but don't tell me. Leave me alone. Don't tell me not to do it. Okay, so I have two episodes, and I'm going to pick the one that's more similar to your last episode. Who are you? I'm just telling you this. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Hysterical History. Hysterical. It's hysterical. Ah, welcome. What's if, up? If it's your first time here, how's it going, dude? How's it going, dude? <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, thank you for being bold and beautiful and trying new Brave. things. Yeah. yeah. And we hope that you enjoy it. And it wasn't like, well, that was a waste of an hour and some change. Gosh, that was such a waste. I could have done so many things in my life. Oh, I hate I hate that I tried, I learned about history and it was funny. I hate it. Gross. Uh, gross. I'm Haley. I'm Alexis. And this is hysterical history like we already said. <laughs> yeah. And today we're going to talk about a war. And usually war is not funny, but I promise you this war is very funny. War never changes. (laughs) It's always funny. That's not true. Some wars aren't funny at all. Some wars aren't funny, Alexis. Zero percent. (laughs) I like that as if, like, most of them are pretty funny. (laughs) Most of them. Not all wars (laughs) are funny. But some wars aren't funny. It's true. I know you're surprised, but some wars aren't funny. (laughs) Um, you won't get a good chuckle out of some wars. Yeah, you gotta choose pretty. You, you know, be careful about you it. You gotta. You can't just go in willy nilly with your wars. You gotta pick the right ones. That's right. That'll give you a chuckle. So last week our episode was the War of the Bucket, the Bucket, which was quite a funny war, <laughs> even though a decent amount of people died. Only like two to four thousand. That's a lot of people. <laughs> They only had Compared one. Compared to this war, that's a lot of people. <laughs> they only had one battle. Yep, that's why it's a lot. <laughs> Compared to how many people die in this war, that's a lot of people. That's that's a that's a huge war. That's like a world war. However, today we're talking about the pastry war. <gasps> Ooh, does it take place in France? It doesn't. But wouldn't you know, the French are involved heavily. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't laminate the butter and the pastry well enough, and now it's ruined. <laughs> Terrible. So I'm going to let you know, this is a war between Mexico and France. Wow. So what's up, Latin America? Ooh, ooh, wow. Getting How? you in on the game. What the hell? I don't know that Mexico technically counts as Latin America, but kind of. Uh, I think it does. You can be anything you want to be. Be whatever you want, Mexico. Yeah. Do you want to be Antarctica? 
just do you. Do it. Do it. Yeah, there, there are multiple wars between Mexico and France. Why? Um, do, I we'll guess talk, I, we'll see. I don't know anything about <laughs> Mexico about Mexico and France, I guess. Oh, sure. We'll, we'll talk about it. But uh, up top, I want to say I got a lot of in my info from history.com. Wow. Um, there's an article called The Pastry War 175 years ago that was written five years ago. So now it's 180 years ago. Do they have to keep updating it? No. no. Clear, I mean, clearly they're not. No, because they have the date. Um, but it was written by Christopher Klein, so thanks, buddy. I mean, congrats on buckling down on that URL, though. Yeah. That domain, that's got to be like... Well, it's for the History Channel. Oh, well, I'm less impressed. <laughs> it's not this guy. I thought it was just like some random no. person. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you wish you had History.com, though? That's all I could think about while I was looking at it. History. Like, History.com. Dot .angelfire.com. Dot .exe. Dot .exe. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's actually a JPEG that you yeah. just open up. <laughs> <laughs> on a browser it's window. An executable <laughs> file um, that I use on my computer. But, so the Pastry War is fought between April 16th, 1838, and March 9th, 1839. So it's almost a full year mm-hmm. of this war. It's real. It's, wow. So first I'm going to give you some history wow. on Mexico at oh, the time. Yeah. I have a few funny... Uh, sentences from some articles I read that I really enjoyed. The first one is, Mexico had a rough 19th century. Mm. It's hard. It did. It it doesn't, time. it doesn't help when your parent is Spain yeah. and your neighbor is America. Nope. It's bad. Um, and it doesn't get better. It's France does bad, not make it better. It's a bad time. So, um, and another one said, Mexico had serious growing pains after gaining its independence from Spain in 1821. Mm-hmm. So, the beginning of the 1800s for Mexico is gaining independence from Spain, which is quite difficult because at this Mm -hmm. time, Spain is still a very big superpower. Superpowers don't like to give up their toys. And they've owned Mexico for quite a long time, Mm -hmm. so they really don't want to give it up. Right. But they are defeated, and so they have to. They go home sad and crying. Wah, wah. Uh, But the years following that, um, there's a lot of uh, commotion, as with all nations that have recently gained independence, on what do we do? What now? Right. (laughs) You didn't plan this part? We we didn't Uh, think we were going to win, so we didn't plan a victory Hmm. uh, plan. And so uh, there's lots of rioting, looting, and street fighting uh, between government forces and rebels. Places need to, like, believe in themselves and be like... We're gonna win, so we should have a plan. Right. Mexico has a very similar uh, revolution in some ways to France in that it's very violent Mm -hmm. and they cycle through a lot of government types very quickly. (laughs) Um, And and even faster, I feel, than France. So it's like, it gives you a headache almost. You're just like, oh, we just have to pick anything. Like, picking one (laughs) thing is so much better than yelling about everything that we're not picking. It's good. And then they know it. It's not working. It's like, no, no, let's pick another one. Scrap it. Scrap it. Get it. No. New hand. New hand. No, I'm going to tell you that they, so it says a succession of governments replace one another, right, over and over again. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And the presidency changed hands about 20 times in the first 20 years of independence. <laughs> However, I'm uh-huh. going to let you know, they didn't have 20 presidents. They had oh. less than that. Oh. They had like 14 presidents. And it just kind of flip-flopped? Cycled through some of them. Sure. Which is not a good plan. That's if not, they weren't good the first time, mm-hmm. they're not going to be good the second round. Were they elected or, the or were they like taking power? Do you know? Um... It sounds like they were being elected. Okay. But it also sounds like they were taking a lot of advantage of a vacuum of power. So 
Who's to say? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> I, yeah, and I don't know how, you know, honest those elections would be anyway. <laughs> yeah. so, right, when the country's in, like, shambles a little bit yeah, and no and one it's knows what's happening. Yeah, it's the 1830s and there's no real technology to, no. like, count and make sure people aren't lying. Like, if you haven't even taken a so. census yet, who's to say how many votes there should be? Right, they barely exist as a country. They're right. just in shambles. Whoever can fabricate the most votes wins. Right. And so, um, in 1828, it says, a particularly lawless year, uh, force, <laughs> forces loyal to a rival presidential candidate, a rival presidential candidate, so they have two candidates, uh-huh. um, Manuel Gomez uh, Pedraza and Vicente Guerrero Saldana um, fought in the streets after a hotly contested election. So the people wow. from each side are punching each other in the face in that's, the streets. That's one way to do it. Because they're pissed. I wish we did that in America. No. <laughs> like in Florida. No. Don't do it. <laughs> but instead of doing Ever. a recount, you just have all the old people punching each other. <laughs> just the old people. <laughs> Young people. St- it's like the purge, but only for old people. Yeah. <laughs> Just Florida. Just It'd be Florida. great if we had a purge, but you had to be over seventy to compete <laughs> to do it. Oh, that'd be scary. But it would. Oh, it would. Uh, it take care of a lot of problems. You should cut all this out. <laughs> you should cut all of this out. It's going to be really bad. Anyway, it's be really bad. Um, so after gaining their independence, right, um, the Emperor Augustine de de Iturbide, Iturbide. I don't know who. He's an emperor, apparently. Of, of France? Of, of Mexico. Where, of Mexico. Yeah. An elected emperor? I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't the part that I cared uh, about. Um, he sent a foreign minister to the court of King Louis the 18th. 18th? Yeah, I did my numer- Roman numerals right. Mm-hmm. 18th of France. Um, so that's uh, post-Napoleon. To ask for recognition as a newly independent nation. So this is kind of the beginnings of their relations. Sure. Right? So he's like, Augustine is like, recognize us. And France is like, no. Whoa, that's harsh. Because they are aligned uh, with Spain. I mean, it's rude. So, They've been friends longer with Spain. So when, you know, Mexico broke up with Spain, they got to pick Spain's side. Right. So they're like, you don't really count. Mm. You barely exist. We we can't be friends with you because we're better friends with your your parents. Your ex, yeah. Your ex, yeah. Sorry. Like when your friends get divorced, you got to, sometimes you got to pick. You have to pick. You, sometimes you got to pick. Yeah. If, they're, if they don't separate on amiable terms, you got to pick one. And if one of them's your next-door neighbor you've known for hundreds and Ooh, hundreds of years. Centuries. Yeah, you have to pick them. At yeah. some points, you've been, like, your families have been married. Yeah. And you've owned parts of them. You've, like, you have mar- to you've, pick them. You've maybe been married to them at some point. Yeah, you got to pick them. You got to. Sorry. You got to pick them. Not, not this, like, brand new weirdo. Who lives, like, in another... Like a different part of the world, right? So far away, like whatever. They sent you like and they, an email. Yeah, and once. they called you on the phone <laughs> and were like, "Recognize me as a person," and you were like, "Click." I can't. Bye. <laughs> Gotta go. So anyway, that's how their relations are going so far. Yeah. Recognize me as a country. No. You gotta. You gotta be like Sea Land and just be annoying <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. You have to accept me. <laughs> you must. Um, and so I don't know why they want France's recognition specifically anyway. Like, what did they want from France? Right. I don't know. But anyway, uh, lots of French people live in Mexico, though, at mm. this time. Um, I never knew. Yeah. I'm assuming they moved over there uh, while they probably still owned some of America. And, like, sure. while France was owning Mexico, so yeah. they, like, had a cool, chill alliance with them, and they're fine. 
France and Mexico generally have good relations. There's a few times that they have wars, but usually they're chill with each other over the years, which is kind of surprising because they do touch. There is quite uh, a large... They do touch. They do, I mean, usually those countries fight. Yeah. There, is, there is quite a large barrier of um, the Basque Mountains between them, so perhaps that helps. Right. When you have a natural border, it helps. A lot, yeah. That's why Switzerland's real chill, because it's all sides. It doesn't help trapped. with France and England. No, but like... You can't... There you are can't, mountains. You can't... It's water. ...have it all. You can't... Water is easily crossable. Mountains, <laughs> terrible. You can't cross mountains. <laughs> it's impossible. Have you ever tried crossing a mountain? It's ridiculous. It's... You can't do it. It's like you get halfway across and you fall asleep and then you die. Right. So, you can't. Anyway. So, in 1835, um, the first centralist republic of Mexico was established. Don't worry. You don't have to remember it. It's going to go away. Uh, it lasted 11 years. Congrats. Cool. Um, that's pretty good comparatively to their other ones. So that's good job. That's a pretty good record. That's a um, new record. But in that run, they had nine different presidents, 16 mm. changes of president. Mm-mm. So between those nine people. Whoa. Um, and they were swapped back and forth so often um, that, or, and then people would riot like every time it switched because they just get mad. They'd be like, why are we switching again? What are we doing? <laughs> why? Again? It's like, yeah, they, it's like no one knows what's going on, so everyone's just screaming and punching people and throwing things. Sure. For years. It makes sense. For, like, decades. There's, there's, it's terrible. There's no order. But so no people freak out again when it starts happening again. And uh, in the process, they destroy um, a pastry shop from French-born uh, Remontel. Oh, hell name. No. So, um, and apparently there's, uh, it depends on the source you read whether or not it was Mexican soldiers or whether or not it was Mexican rebels. Um, but they're both fighting so much and they kind of, we don't have a good handle on who's who. So it could be either. Sure. Um, and apparently they also looted supplies and merchandise from the shop. So they stole stuff and then they destroyed it. So that's cool. I mean, that's just smart. Why would you destroy it and then loot? <laughs> I mean, usually they're just angry, so they're just punching stuff. Yeah. And this was happening a lot with uh, Spanish people living there and French people, because the Mexicans are seeing that all as foreign European powers having a handle on their country, and, like, maybe they're going to try to use that to take us back over. Sure. So sure, it makes sense. People are just destroying stuff. But it's yeah. like, that's not nice, no. and it's not good for international relations, especially when you're trying to demand a country recognize you and then you destroy a shop of one of their people. I guess, but if they're not recognized, at the same time, it's like, uh, you're just like weird colonialists. Sure. And I really want to punch this pastry. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so, uh, Remontel, he tallies his losses at 10,000 pesos. Okay. Um, by comparison... Unskilled laborers were earning one peso a day at the time. Wow. So 10,000 pesos is a lot. Yeah. Um, I read somewhere else that they said it was actually valued at like 1,000 pesos. Right. Um, but so, Raymontel goes to the Mexican government, right? And he says, hey, your people destroyed my shop. Like, pay me some money to fix it. And they're like, what right? do you mean, your people? <laughs> racist. And Don't be like, racist. I'm in Mexico. <laughs> I know it was them. <laughs> I mean, is is he Mexican? Is that, is, he a, is he a citizen? No. Well, well, then F you. Get out. Well, so he goes and he asks for it. And they say no. 
Um, and it says, at the time, financial restitution wasn't being offered to foreigners at all, which is, like, not the nicest thing to do. If, peop- if yeah. your people are destroying other people's <laughs> stuff, and then you're just like, we're not going to give you any money for it, that's not a good practice. Not great. No. So, uh, Clementel gets mad, obviously, and he says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back to France, and I'm going to tell the king that you won't give me money for my stuff, and he's mm. going to help me out. The king's going to punch you. <laughs> Watch out. The, the king's <laughs> going to be really mad. So. I'm going to tell you on the king that's right. of France. So, Clementel goes back to France. He goes to Paris. Um, he works his way up the chain and gets to uh, King Louis-Philippe. Wow. Yeah, all the way up to him, and he says, hey, these Mexican rebels, <laughs> hey. or government, I don't even know, army, destroyed my pastry shop, and they won't pay me back for it. And the king of France goes, no, we're going to make them. Okay. Um, to give you some more context, though, um, me- the Mexican government owes France a lot of money mm-hmm. because <laughs> of um, the war with Texas. The war. Um, the Texas Rebellion. Mm-hmm. So that's when uh, Texas was trying to secede from Mexico and become their own thing. Uh, that's when the Battle of the Alamo happens. And in um, San Jacinto, they are defeated and Texas becomes its own thing. I don't, I don't remember that. It becomes its own country. I don't remember the Alamo. Yeah, <laughs> you're supposed to. <laughs> uh, they get, it's the one thing you're supposed to do. <laughs> they get done whooped in, at the Al- Battle of the Alamo. But like the next battle, they wreck the Mexicans and they have to leave. And so uh, Texas wins their independence. They're their own nation now. Um, but France was giving money to Mexico to help them in that war. That's so weird. Like, you don't... Was that before they, like, refused to acknowledge them as a country? No, it's, they refused to acknowledge them after. Okay. So it's, like, weird that you, like, won't acknowledge people, and then you're like, but also here's money to, like, no, help no, you no. with your wars. That was before. Okay. So, um... But they owe the French government, like, millions of dollars. And so uh, the French government see this as a, like, good excuse to get some of that money back. Sure. So this guy's mad. They won't help him. And so they're like, hey, um, you're going to give us money. (laughs) Or we're going to have a problem. We're going to have a problem. Which is fair because it is owed. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, the, The problem is Mexico doesn't have any money. Because they're having a revolution and they just fought a war that they lost. Right. So they have no money. But anyway, so the French go to... uh, So the king sends a French ambassador to Mexico, um, Baron Louis Defodi, to send a demand to the Mexican government to El Presidente Anastasio Bustamante. I could do both accents. (laughs) Those are the two languages I took in high school. It's going to be hard, though, um, to not get them confused. But uh, so he sends him, and the guy's like, hey, we want 600,000 pesos. Whoa. So they want 60,000 for the shop. Okay, which, wow. What's-his-face only asked for 10,000. And it's so only worth, like, maybe, a what, 1,000? Yeah. So they want 60,000 for his shop, but they want 600 total to start paying off the debt. Which, to remind you, they owe millions in debt. Yeah. So they're only asking for, like, half a million about. So Mm -hmm. they're not asking for, like, a ton, but it's way more than the Mexican government can afford. Right. So they're like, uh, no. No. We're not going to do that. No. We can't do that. Yikes. We would have to print Um, new money to give you, and then it wouldn't, it would be useless. Yeah. No, it's not good. And so, oh, and they also ask, um, 
So <laughs> the Mexican government is doing this like shady thing where they are um, force doing forced loans from uh, French citizens living in Mexico. Mm-hmm. They're like, you're allowed to live here, but you have to pay us extra money that you're going to loan to us so that we can do our war. And so mm-hmm. that's part of the money they owe, plus money France was actually <laughs> giving them. Sure. So the French go there and they're like, hey, so you're going to give us this money and you're going to stop doing forced loans to French people entirely. That's not okay. And they say, no, we're mm-hmm. not going to do that. No. We don't have the money. We can't. And so uh, obviously the French don't like that. The French aren't, like, super pleased. No, it's not their favorite thing to hear. And so they say, okay, and then they send a whole bunch of their ships and blockade uh, <laughs> Mexico's trade routes. Ah, dicks. <laughs> from the Rio Grande to the Yucatan. Ah, dicks. So uh, I guess you better go west, oh my gosh. Mexico. Go west, young man. Go trade with the Philippines or something. Because uh, you can't go that way anymore. No, can't go east. Guess you just have to cross the entire Pacific. <laughs> or you have to go south of South America, of Chile. Go around. Have fun. Yeah, so they just sit there. You can uh, <laughs> cut that little hole through Panama, but that's <laughs> probably not happened yet. No, and I think this goes down farther than that, so I don't think it would uh. help anyway. Um, Sorry. And to uh, support them... The United States sends one boat to help France. <laughs> okay. To show their support of France against Mexico. A little rowboat? Because America doesn't like Mexico either because we touch. Mm-hmm. And so we have problems. Um, but, yeah, because we touch, but we don't have a natural border. Not a good enough right. one. Right. So we have problems. There's like a river, but a river's not enough. It's, it's not a big enough river. It doesn't work. Mm-mm. And so, uh, yeah, they send one schooner. To blockade. Apparently, it was the United States Revenue Marines Woodbury, a 120-ton topsail schooner with four 12-pound and six, or one six-pound cannon. Its name is longer than the boat was. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, decently sized, but it's mm-hmm. still one boat. Yeah. Um, that was sent by Martin Van Buren. <laughs> I he, checked who was he president. Don't, he don't give an F. I checked who was president because I was like, it's close enough that I was like, is this Andrew Jackson doing this? Uh, no, it's Martin Van Buren, uh-huh. who's right after him and his best friend. And his bestie. So, basically, it's Andrew Jackson. Yeah. But anyway, um, so Mexico's like, whatever. And they start smuggling um, goods through Corpus Christi in Texas. Ooh, nice. Because Texas is an independent nation. Yes. At this time. Mm-hmm. For like three years. Yeah. So in this it's a dark, perfect, a dark time. In this perfect moment in time, they can smuggle through them, and they don't have to answer to the U.S. or France, mm-hmm. who are both against them right now. So good. Um, however, you can go through the sovereign nation of Texas. Oh, sorry, they're they're, they're a nation for nine years, I think. Texas. Ooh, look at you, Ooh, Texas. However, the Texians—that's the, what they're called uh, right now. It's every time the Republic of Texas, and they're the Texians. The Texians—that's what they were called. They were afraid that the American government's going to get mad at them for doing this, and they are. And which you know they share a border with, mm-hmm. and also that uh, the French is going to blockade, like they're going to blockade them too, mm-hmm. which they will. They will. So stop. And um, <laughs> all of the problems that you aren't thinking about because modern-day Texas <laughs> still gets up uppity sometimes. Like, maybe we should be an independent country. It's like, yeah. shut up, otherwise France is going to come and blockade you. 
Yeah, like they always do. They're going to find out. Every time. <laughs> Even modern days, the France, French are going to blockade you. They'll do it. They'll remember. The second you're a nation again, they're going for it. They're going to come over Corpus with their Corpus Christi. Ship. I'm looking at you. Corpus Christi, it's over. <laughs> it's over, man. But so the Texians... Uh, establish a battalion along Corpus Christi, and they basically tell the Mexican smugglers can't come here no more. Um, They even have um, a, like, struggle. It's not really like a battle, but they send some boats Mm -hmm. after them, I think. They have a large militia in the bay, and they're like, go away! And then uh, the Mexicans flee, uh, and they left behind 100 barrels of flour and some steam engine parts. Oh. And that's how Flour Bluff got its name in Texas. I'm assuming that's a town. Oh. They have a flower bluff because they had 100 pounds of flour left by the Mexicans. I wonder, if it, is it spelled F-L-O-U-R? It sure is. Cool. It'd be really weird if it was, like, the plant. <laughs> yeah. And we named it after the... The flowers. The flower barrels. What? What? Like, 100 pounds of flowers they left. <laughs> all these daisies all over the bay. <laughs> and we planted them in this bluff <laughs> and we named it Flower Bluff. And I don't, these... That's not a Texan accent. I don't know why we get into <laughs> It's just the, the general <laughs> ambiguous, like, southern hick yeah. accent. Texan accents are more like this. Anyway, um... So they have a, a stalemate where the French glare at them from their boats and the Mexicans sit there sad that they can't get stuff <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> this war okay. started in April. It's November. Um, oh, no. So for a while they were smuggling and now they're just sitting here sad. That's too bad. And looking at the French who are like, we're running out of food. And like, the, <laughs> right, like the, the, the French are dying. Well, they they, they have scurvy at this point. <laughs> the Mexicans are inventing submarines. And I think at this point the French probably still own some stuff in the Bahamas. So they're probably still okay. And I'm sure that the Americans are selling them food. Sure. Like, so, so that's obviously exaggerating. That sounds but, super rough. They have to. To go and uh, pick up stuff in the Bahamas. All the way over there. It's Ugh. like miles away. <laughs> and it's so terrible nautical, in the Bahamas. Nautical miles. And the, uh, the weather's always bad. And Bahamas the, in November. The, Gross. The uh, water's so blue. It's yeah. terrible. You can like see right through it. Disgusting. Gross. Give me the murky sin any day. <laughs> Filled with garbage and feces. It's disgusting and, and I love it. Dead rats. That's it's literally mm. brown, gray, black. Mmm, Perry. <laughs> it's beautiful. Ah, the smell of the sin. <laughs> Anyway, the smell of um, madness, if you get close enough. They got cute ducks in the sand, though. Those ducks are evil. (laughs) All ducks are evil. It's true. So, on November 27th, 1838, the French are like, F this. And so they start bombing the Mexicans. (laughs) Something's got to give. They're like, they're not giving up. We've got to do something. (laughs) So they start bombing them. I guess we'll bomb them. And they specifically are targeting the port city of Veracruz. Okay. Veracruz. And so... When that happens, Mexico declares war on France, which is adorable that they haven't already done it till now, I guess, even though France declared war on them months ago. And uh, it was very one sided, (laughs) unresolved war tension. They're like, we don't want to be at war. We just don't want to pay you money. Yeah, we just don't want to pay you. We know we owe you money, but we thought you'd give us more time. (laughs) We thought we'd have more time. Um, And within days, the French Marines have raided the city and captured nearly the entire Mexican Navy. Wow. Wasn't, like, a big navy, was it? (laughs) No. I mean, they're a brand new country. They don't know what they're doing. They've had, Uh, you know, nine presidents 16 times. It's very confusing. They really don't know what's going on. 
So I'm sure they don't know what to do with their navy. It's probably a bigger navy than than America had at that age. <laughs> Might have been. Um, but in desperate times, uh, Presidente Bustamante, Bustamante uh, swallows his pride, it says, and he asks one of his main political rivals, um, General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana, to help them. So Santa Ana, you're my only hope. I have to tell you some things about... Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. So um, he's so-called the Napoleon of the West. Ooh. Which, so um, immediately you were like, hell yeah. He's, there are definitely similarities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll talk about them. Um, his full name is General Antonio de Padua Maria Cer- Cer- Severino Lopez de Santa Ana y Perez de Lebro. 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 Um, and he was heavily involved. He's been president now more than once uh, this time. He's had a couple rounds. He's, he's in the rotation. <laughs> and um, he was a general in the Texas Rebellion. Okay. Which isn't good because they lost. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was one of the main leaders for the Battle of the Alamo, which they won and slaughtered the yeah. Texans. Uh, including <laughs> very famous Americans like Davy Crockett. That would just be... Just slaughtered them. Just kind of the like a new terrible way to be like, oh, they owned, man. They slaughtered. They slaughtered them. <laughs> um, but uh, in the Battle of San Jacinto, they lose. Which you, is like pretty soon after the Battle of You Alamo. win some, you lose some. But that battle loses them the war. <laughs> Sometimes you lose the whole cake. And a large section of their country. And the whole Texas. <laughs> yeah. But Texas was garbage. Not to them. Not, not to Mexico. Not to them. But you did kill Davy Crockett. <laughs> Good job. So. So America loves you. There's a feather upon your cap. <laughs> Yikes. And so, um... After that, people are pretty, like, not into him anymore. Mm -hmm. They're like, you kind of suck. And he has to, like, retire to uh, his house in Veracruz. Oh. Um, Just a quiet little retirement. Yes, on the port city that the French bombed. (laughs) (laughs) He just tried to settle down and do his, his knitting there were a lot of sassy articles about this war specifically, mm-hmm. and specifically about Santa Ana. And one of my favorite ones said, It seems losing a big chunk of your country's territory <laughs> doesn't look good on a presidential resume. No. And I was like, Oh, just killing him. Ooh, it hurts. Ouch. Ooh, it burns. Ooh, it hurts. Ooh. Sorry. Um, Ooh. So, yeah, Mexico loses Texas, and Santa Ana goes to his hacienda in Veracruz. Which- um, and I just imagine him like, Laying in his house, being an alcoholic. <laughs> I don't know that he's any of these things. Um, Basically like a Mexican, like Ernest Hemingway, just trying to <laughs> slowly die of liver failure. I think of him as like, as kind of like Johnny Depp uh-huh. uh, in um, uh, Jack Sparrow in, uh, yeah. in Pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's just like drunk all the time and he's just like goofing and nobody cares about him really. And he's mm-hmm. like, remember when I was cool? And everyone's like, shut up. Shut up. You're stupid. Remember when you lost like half the country? Right. Thanks. We, we do remember. So stay in your stupid house. In the future. Like he tries to come out to it's fight like be. with the rioters and they just all look at him and go, no. No. The only no. thing they're united against is Santa Ana. No, not you. No, no, no. Mm, you go back. And so. Go back to your house. 
this war starts, and depending on the articles you read, either the government asks Santa Ana to join them, or Santa Ana volunteers, and the government has no choice but to accept, because they're losing. Mm. Um, I think that the latter is probably true. Um... This one says, without any authorization or even being asked, he made a dramatic inspection of the city's defenses, then offered his servants or services to the president of Mexico, who figured beggars couldn't be choosers. Just sachets onto the ground like, oh, you're really in trouble, huh? Uh-huh. You're really in trouble. You could probably use a general. But either way, he they let him in. They let him do it. And um, he leads some forces, and they do take back Veracruz. However, uh, he gets shot by grape shot in the leg, and he also loses a finger on his right hand. Just the one finger? He loses one finger. I don't know if he like, had it out on his leg, <laughs> but he loses one finger. And the whole leg. And he gets hit in the leg. Wow. With, in his left leg, I think. But it was, like, it was weird, because it was like his right index finger and his left leg. So I don't understand what was happening. It's really, what were you doing with that finger? I think grape shot is like small, like like a scatter shot. It's scattered, it, yeah. yeah. So I think just like one hit his finger. He's like, oh, I do it. And then <laughs> ah! uh, a whole bunch hit his leg. Wow. And so, uh, it, and it killed his horse, the scatter shot. Um, and uh, the doctor told him he had no choice but to amputate his leg. Nice. So now he's only got one leg. <laughs> I knew you'd like his missing leg. Unfortunately, I, I don't like it as much as losing an arm, but right. I'll, I'll take it. Unfortunately, he's not going to be nearly as cool as my favorite one-legged wonder, uh, General, General Governor, Governor Morris. Morris. Not General, sorry, Governor Senator Governor Morris. <laughs> See, we both said See? the same thing, though. It's hard. It's because I keep saying General about this guy, <laughs> who is actually not my favorite one-legged wonder because it's really my dad, General. But my favorite Senator. historical. What no, if no, what no. if what if he was a general? <laughs> he general. was. I mean, he was in the army, so he could have been general, senator, governor. I don't Morris. know. If he was a, a general though. <laughs> I just he wanna, was involved in the war. I just want to keep giving him new titles. <laughs> yeah, Esquire, <laughs> um, Doctor, General, Senator, Governor, Lord General, Senator, <laughs> Governor Morris. But so now he's got one leg, and um, he does what any normal person would do with his leg: get a peg leg. He goes Put a gun on it. Hold on. <laughs> He goes back to his hacienda, and he buries his leg at his oh. house. Uh, sure. It's a little weird to That's me. That's one thing you could do. I mean, it's not the weirdest thing you could do. Definitely not, but it is weird. You could, um, he could have, like, eaten it. Like, there's... Gross. There's, there's weirder It's not about things. eating people in this episode. <laughs> How many times do I have to say? This episode's about pastries and fighting over them. We it's haven't. not about eating people. We haven't mentioned pastries and minutes. I just did. <laughs> it could be all of the above. Um, oh, but I have to tell you, one of the articles talking about his leg said, more in a minute about how he milked that for all it's worth. What? Milking his leg? No, if, politically. Oh. Not f- physically. Yuck. Here we go. So, um, Mexico loses the war. <laughs> They have no hope after Veracruz loses his leg. He's a praiser. And uh, Mexico loses. Weird. So, um, who could have guessed? So British ambassador to Mexico, Richard Packenham, mediates the deal um, that ends the pastry war. Uh, Mexico. Oh, so after they said they wouldn't pay that other amount, and once the French started attacking them, they raised the amount by 200,000 pesos if they lost the war. Yeah. And so, in a kind gesture, they lower it again to the original amount of 600,000 pesos. Okay. Which Mexico pays. Um, they also pay Raymontel his 60,000 that he was going to get. 
Um, and <laughs> He's like, I just wanted a new shop. And the uh, I just wanted the shop. I just want my bakery in Mexico. <laughs> you should have given me the shop. Really, he should just move back to France. He should not open a new bakery. You don't want to be that dude. You don't want to be. They're gonna ruin your shop again. They're one hundred percent are gonna do it. <laughs> what if they did? You went back to France. And you're like, they did it again. Again. <laughs> they did it again. <laughs> But yeah, so it's hard to feel for me to feel bad for Mexico in this circumstance because they had two separate times when they could have just spent money and they wouldn't have had war happen. Um, but they didn't. So it ended up being the war ends on March 9th, 1839, with uh, 68 French dead and 224 Mexican casualties. That's not too bad. No. Not that's, bad at all. That's like you know, of old age. <laughs> Some of them died of old age, <laughs> waiting for the battle to happen. Yeah. Um, Maybe a couple infants, like, didn't quite make it. But Santa Ana, after the war ends, is like, hey, I can use this to my advantage. Because he really wants to be in charge again. Mm-hmm. He likes being president a lot. And so he digs up his leg from the ground. No. He gets on his horse, I think. No. It just says he's paraded his leg. I'm assuming he's on horse. Mm, no. And he rides the streets and he's like, look, mm. I'm a war hero. I lost this leg and mm. it's in my hand. It's like rotting away. It's like right. decayed. It's disgusting. Maggots. And, um, and at that moment, they have a power vacuum because they don't have a president. Oh. So he's like, look, I lost my leg for this country. That's how much I love you guys. Now my leg is a zombie leg and for you, Mexico. And it works. Mexico's Whoa. like, cool. They're you should into, be president. They're into it. You really do care about us. You can win battles even if you lose your leg. You didn't technically win the war, but you <laughs> lost again, a leg. Once again, you lost the war, <laughs> but you also lost a leg, so evens out. Um, and so he becomes president again, and they have a military burial for his leg. Oh. And like they bury a, it in a monument? Like a hundred-gun salute for the leg. Yeah. It's usually 21, but yeah. No, they need more. <laughs> Thousands of guns are <laughs> fired. We need to put it... To bed in peace. <laughs> By shooting guns. Doesn't totally His make sense. poor leg. And how weird to have a funeral over a body part. Yeah. Like, he loved that leg. very strange. That was he, his favorite one. He's like, that Out was of the two. <laughs> that's that was, my favorite leg. What about the finger? No. <laughs> Doesn't have it. <laughs> what, what's up the finger? It, it was lost in the battle. <laughs> um, that lost... It's, you know, uh, like the U.S. has the Tomb of the, like, Forgotten Soldier, yeah, Unnamed yeah. Sol- Soldier. They should have a Tomb of the Unnamed Finger. They have that in Paris, too, at the Champs-Élysées, um, at the Arc de Triomphe. Tomb of the Unknown Finger. Cute. Gross. <laughs> it's not unknown. We know whose finger it is. It's just we don't know where it is. Well, they don't know. It's not his finger specifically, so they have to put a, you know, symbolic unknown finger there to oh, represent sure. all of the fingers. They, they sculpt one out of bronze. Yeah. Um, anyway. It's just like a middle finger. But it's this, just... it's not his middle, it's his index. <laughs> but this time, when uh, Santa Ana becomes president, he's not president anymore. Now he's a tyrant. And Ooh. he's decided that he's going to be president forever. Oh, People no. are just going to have to deal with it. Oh, that's not good. Yep. People go nuts when they're in power too long. And he tr- he was not in power very long. <laughs> you gave him power too many times. That's the problem. And he lost his leg, so now he's got a lot of, like, compensation to make up for. Uh, it's, yeah. it's cumulative. Uh-huh. You should not be in power longer than a certain amount of time. It goes to your head. It's true. 
And um, I think- he tries to fill Mexico City's coffers by raising taxes, which mm-hmm. when people are already poor... Not their favorite thing. No. Doesn't really work. You gotta feed the people. You gotta sell some stuff. That's how you make money. You gotta sell products. And they don't have any to sell because they keep destroying everything. So it's a problem. You don't want to be president of Mexico right now. Mm -mm. Not one bit. You don't want to be the head of Mexico. No. And so then everybody gets mad at him pretty quickly again. Um, Hey, it's like you keep losing wars and limbs, and it's like you're not good at stuff. I have a quote that says that. Little surprise, then, (laughs) that public opinion swiftly turned against him and his amputated leg. Oh, no, they didn't like the leg either. In 1844, they tear down the monument, dig up his leg, (laughs) tie a rope around it, drag it in the streets. Oh, no. And um, I apologize for the slur, shouting in the streets, death to the cripple. Just that leg. Yep. Is the leg a cripple? <laughs> no. They want to kill the man whose leg they have. I guess. How old, how long has that leg been detached <laughs> at this point? Um, that oh. was 1844 when this happens. The war ended in 1839. So five years. It's like a bone now. It's gross. <laughs> right? Like, what's left? They didn't, and they didn't preserve it or anything. Oh, no. Nasty. Nasty, nasty, but they drag nasty. it around and they yell at him. There's got to be, like, bits falling off. Get rid of him. Get and so rid of it. He's scared. Yeah. So he... Uh, he just saw, like, a bit of him go running past in the streets. Yeah, it's not fun. It's like, oh, that was me. Gross. And so he runs away to Cuba. Good idea. Right. Um, but this is where the um, Napoleonishness comes into effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's in Cuba... And then he gets, like, a really cool, good leg, right, for his prosthetic. Um, He's got a regular one that's made out of, like, cork, and that's, like, the standard material of the day. Sure. But he gets one that's super cool. It's got ball bearings and canvas thigh strap buckles and real leather boot on the end of it. It's like steampunk Um, prosthetic. It was made in New York City, and it cost $1,300, which in today's money is $35,000. Right. That's a lot. It's an expensive leg. Mm -hmm. But he's got a fancy one now. So it's got a ball bearing, so the knee bends and everything. Nice. So, like, that's pretty frickin' sweet at the Mm -hmm. time. Um, That's even pretty sweet now. They don't got a lot that bend the knees because it's just, like, not convenient it's hard to do yeah and it's easier just to have it straight it doesn't mess up as much right just like straight and they like they have the special ones that like are flexible but yeah it's not like a bendy thing no no but and i mean like just just either like put that leg behind you or kick it out to the side when you bend down like you don't have to bend with both knees yeah you can do it you can do it my if dad you really bends down to pick up stuff all the time he doesn't have a bendy leg i mean he does have his knee but you must Try. So I guess it doesn't count. He was a, he's a BT uh, a BTK below the knee instead of ATK, which is above the knee. Anyway, um, so the United States declares war on Mexico in 1846. Who who does? Wait, what? The United States. Oh, why? Because um, they're trying to annex Texas into America. Oh, and then Mexico goes, "Hey, that's ours. Give it back." Like, if the Texans aren't, the Texians aren't going to be their own thing, then give it back. And America says, no, that's ours now. And so they have a fight about it. Mm. Angry. Anger. <laughs> ah! So they got to, which you should, one, they've, they've had far too many wars in this century. It's 
constantly. Already. Constant. And it's only halfway through. Constant. Like, they had their revolution. They had the one with Texas. They had the one with France. You have to calm down. And now they're fighting America. Too many foes too often. But, um... Spoil- <laughs> I'll fight you. I'll fight America. I'll fight France. I'll fight me. Anybody! <laughs> they are fighting themselves a lot, too. Yep. Spoiler alert, they lose that battle. That's too uh, bad. They lose the war. I, I, guess. <laughs> I mean, I say I say that because they're the heroes of the story because we're telling Are it. They? Well, because we're telling they're it from the, their point of view. They're the protagonists. They're I don't protagonists. think that they're uh, hero protagonists. Yeah, because they're they're digging their own holes themselves. I agree. They're they're very flawed protagonists. I agree, but they are the but the protagonists of the story. So I feel I feel for them. That's fair. But I heard it at the same time you did. I'm like, well, they are fighting us. So <laughs> so I, screw you. Yes. Um, but anyway, so um, Santa Ana hears about this war from Cuba, all from, the way from Cuba. From Cuba. He can hear it. And he goes, hey, I could help. No. I'm good at war. Mm, no, you're not. Which one? He's not. You're not. And two, don't trust him. Don't. Um, and he even says, like, I don't want the presidency. I literally just want to help my country fight the war. No. And win back the land that I lost. No. No, um, that's what they always say when they're gonna try to steal the head of household next. <laughs> the next time it comes around, um, big brother. <laughs> big brother. No, um, I don't. I don't want to be head of household. Hey, Shut hey, up, Haley. What? Also, he secretly tells the Americans that if they allow him to get through the U.S. border to Mexico, then he's gonna sell a huge chunk of Mexican territory to Washington at bargain price. He's doing deals. He's doing back deals. Yeah. He's, he's double, double teaming the deals with the two opponents. Um, they both agree. They say, great. So the U.S. sneaks him back in. Once he's there, Mexico's like, sure. Yeah. Um, and he uh, reneges on both their offers. Oh, my God. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I do want to be president, and you won't get any money. <laughs> Tricked ya. <laughs> Uh, everyone's gonna love you. And this is why he's like Napoleon. Gets exiled to this island really close and just sneaks back in. And is like, now I'm in charge again. How did this this end for him? Oh, I wonder. How did it end for Napoleon? (laughs) I mean, it ends... Not awesome. It ends for Napoleon with him being one of the most famous people in history. Santa Ana's pretty famous. As famous? No. But I mean, as far as like... Um, you know, these wars are concerned and like Mexican history, very famous. That's true. So it's just that it's not as famous to us because it's not Western history. That's true. That's the problem. Racism. Even though it's more Western, it's still not Western European history. Racism. Yay. Even um, though it's also like French history. True. And I didn't really know a lot of this. I knew that Mexico and France had something weird going on, but like I didn't understand it. And and this is before Cinco de Mayo, which is also France and Mexico fighting. I had no idea. I had no idea France and Mexico ever like talked. <laughs> yeah, they have multiple. To each other. <laughs> There's what what was it called? This was called like this is called the Pastry War mostly, but it's mm-hmm. also called like the first French incident or something. <laughs> incident. Incident in Mexico. The and incident. the second one is the war that Cinco de Mayo happened. <laughs> Wow. At. So, more than once, for, they have real beef, strong problems. Didn't know they even knew each other. 
You thought they were just, like, milling in the same world, but they, like, see each other at the grocery store and they never really meet, but they've seen that person there before? Like, France, like, helped out America that one time. They know America's parent. And, like, America knows Mexico. So they, like... And they they know Spain. They know Spain. So they're all in the same circles, but they they, never hang out. Right. They're, like, in the same circles, but they never talk. They go to the same party, but they've never actually spoken. They've heard drama about each other, but they're not involved. Right. It's like... No, no. They're killing each other. No. They've, like, tried to murder each other. They're yelling. They're, like... Like, recognize me. No. Not Give like, me money. No. It's not like all all of my, all of our parents over on the Western Hemisphere and then all the parents over on the other side. It's like, uh, no, we've all tried to kill each other before. Yeah. I don't know where that was going. I don't know either. It is weird, though. I mean, except when you remember, once again, that France has a lot of um, territory in the ocean area. These, this, like, island <laughs> nations around. Yes. So it makes sense in that regard. They've got some stuff in there. So they've been hanging out there for quite some time, which is why they're on the mainland in Mexico. And they don't want to leave because they've established things. I'm sure some of those people have lived there for, like, generations. That's And that's true. probably why that guy was so mad about his pastry shop. Because he's probably not new. Right, like, the only reason I know anything about, like, France in that area is because of all the pirate games I've played. Mm -hmm. Uh, And all of, like, the uh, places that you can, like, steal from. But there's lots of places there that still speak French as one of their main languages Mm -hmm. because they were owned by France. Uh, Anyway, so once he's back in Mexico, he's like, I'm president again. And everybody's like, I guess. (laughs) Because what can we do? I mean, the same way Napoleon comes back and goes, I'm president. Except for people don't go, yeah! People go, okay. Uh, I mean. (laughs) And then, um, so he's fighting this war with America. And there's this battle, uh, the Battle of Cerro Gordo. I tried to roll my R. It didn't work. Sorry. I can't do it. Um, The 4th Illinois Infantry catches Santa Ana by surprise. With his his pant down. Um, Close. Um, and he flees for his life. You know, wait, wait. Flees. You can't say close and then not. I'm going to tell oh, you. Okay. I want to <laughs> hear about his pants tail. He flees for his life, but he leaves behind um, a carriage containing a warm chicken dinner, which the mm. Americans eat. Of course. Um, a chest holding $18,000 in gold. Wow. So a lot of money. And um, he leaves behind both his fancy and plain artificial legs. <gasps> How'd he get away? He hopped away. He hopped. I mean, he probably had a horse. <laughs> the horse hopped away. <laughs> the horse hopped on one leg away. <laughs> on just two legs. Um, but so he leaves behind his legs. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and this infantry from uh, Illinois captures it. The, the leg. He keeps it. Two legs. Two legs. Keeps him. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> this leg is worth more than everything. <laughs> it's true. It's worth a lot. Um, so Santa Ana, he surrenders again, and then he goes into exile again, like you do. Bye, Napoleon, second time. I'm surprised they let him go. Um, and even after all that happened, um, they don't learn their lesson, and they invite him to return again later. Who, who does? America? In, no, 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 Mexico. In 1853. They're like, remember the good old days when Santa Ana was here? No. Remember when Santa Ana had two legs? (laughs) Now he has one, and they stole both his cool <laughs> legs. So now he probably has just one crappy one he again. He just kind of hobbles about. Um, Sachets. I'm sure he got a new one. Sachets from room to room. But uh, so he comes back, 
uh, it, it says Santa Anna hadn't learned anything either um, because he stole liberally from the government and mm. proclaimed himself dictator for life with the title Most Serene Highness. I mean, one of these times it's going to stick, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so the, that is in 1853. On the other hand, they keep letting him do this. They do. They're just confused and sad, and it's it's like an abusive relationship. It's yeah. like they try other things, and it doesn't work, and they just end up back with this guy. It's like, you're the worst, but you're still the best we've ever had. Which is terrible. It's terrible. But so that happens in 1853. How long do you think he is most serene highness? Mm, three years. By 1854, he's out <laughs> A year. A year. Which is pretty much their average, so not surprised. Yeah, so he's fallen right into line. Yeah. So uh, he's driven out of office for the final time. Whoa. Goodbye. Um, so the deposed ex-el presidente. X, 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 X. XL presidente. Dos equis um, presidente. It says he bounced around for a few years before finally settling in Staten Island, New York. What? That's where they make the good legs. Of all places. <laughs> I have a quote that says, Yes, Santa Anna, the same man who <laughs> killed Davy Crockett and all the others at the Alamo, lived in America from 1866 to 1874. You know, Staten Island. We just let him live here. On Staten Island. Yep. Where our boys are from. <laughs> where our boys are from. I wonder if they know who he is. You lied. <laughs> you lied to me. Um, he is on Staten Island. And he tr- he starts a scheme, Haley. Well, of course he does. He's bored out of his <laughs> mind. He's bored out of his tiny mind. But he's not trying to take over the government anymore. Any, it doesn't. Anything he can do, he's a he's <laughs> a man who was born to be an emperor, and he's stuck on Staten Island, mm-hmm. a new island. He's exiled. A new to. island, <laughs> worse than Cuba. <laughs> and now he just wants money. Yeah, lots of money. It it kind of sounds like maybe that's all he really ever wanted. Probably. I mean, I think he wanted power, too. That's true. And so, but he's given up power. He just wants money. And so he tries to um, import some um, chicle from Mexico. Okay. I'll tell you what it is in a minute. Um, Okay. I just had to find it. (laughs) Uh, It's the natural gum harvested from sapodilla trees. What do they use it for? Um, he wanted to use it for a cheap rubber substitute, because real rubbery. Okay. It's not very romantic, but sure, whatever makes money. And I mean, rubber, especially in the, like, mid-19th century, is yeah. very important in, like, manufacturing things. Right. It's important all the time. It is. But, like, that's when it really, I think, kicks into gear, because we're getting into the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. So it's, it's a huge moneymaker if you could get cheaper rubber. Like, that's yeah. going to help a lot. And you could easily become, like, a humongous tycoon. Yes. He doesn't. Um, sorry. He does not. Um, he but, loses an arm and a leg. But so he imports some. He tries to appeal to buy it. Nobody buys it. And the operation goes belly up. No more. Um, however, his American business partner keeps the rest of it that they couldn't sell, mm-hmm. and he is uh, messing around with it, and he sweetens it and flavors it and creates uh, rubber chewing gum, which is chiclets. Chiclets. So in case you're wondering, That's Santa why Anna helped invent chiclets, kind of. Or, yeah, he laid the foundation. He got the materials to the right guy, and that's why chiclets exist. That's why the words sounded familiar. That guy made millions, and Santa Ana didn't get any money. Poor boy. Lol. 
Gosh, that has to make you feel terrible. <laughs> Ooh, I know. It's things like that where it's like, you were so close. I love this. They're so sassy about him. It makes me so happy. Finally, the former Most Serene Highness <laughs> was allowed to move back to Mexico <sighs> under an amnesty decree in 1874. So it's been 20 years since they're they got rid of him. still trying. And so they're like, you can come back, I guess. Um, and he dies two years later at the age of 84, nearly blind and broke. Bye. Bye. However. Uh-oh. I still have some more information for you. <laughs> drag him like they dragged his leg. While the man was gone, his strange tale lived on through his artificial legs. Uh-oh. They kept them. Both were carried back to Illinois. <laughs> I was going to ask, what'd they do with the legs? Uh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> the plain one um, somehow wound up in the home of Union General and three-time Governor Richard Oglesby in Decatur, um, where it must have been quite a conversation piece. I'm, said, sh- I'm sure. Wait till you see what we've got in the drawing room. <laughs> it's like hung over the fireplace. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, the Mexican War veteran toured um, the fancy one. He took it all around uh, states to county fairs. Oh man, that one's on. That one's on like a tour. And he would charge ten cents for a peek. Oh, hell yeah. Which he, So he's making bank off his friggin' leg mm-hmm. at county fairs. Come see the leg. <laughs> of shame, <laughs> general, former, most highest serene Santa Ana. Tis the leg that almost slew uh, Texas. <laughs> and the Illinois State Military Museum has had it since 1922. Well done. Where for decades it was just like uh, a thing in the corner. No. Like, because people didn't really know what... Like the once we're into the twenties, people don't care about what happened a hundred years ago or whatever. Sure. So they're like, whatever. They don't even know who Santa Ana is. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, and this generation that's coming up has had Texas as a part of the nation the whole time, so they don't even know that was like a real thing. And Illinois, like no one in the north cares about Texas, right? So it's like whatever. Yeah. Um. So it's just like hanging around. But in uh, nineteen ninety eight, on King of the Hill, <laughs> yeah, there's an episode. About a fictitious plot to kidnap Santa Anna's leg. Really? Yes. Wow. Which I want to watch immediately. Can we, yeah, like... Really, really we, bad. We could do two episodes, but I kind of want to just go <laughs> watch that episode right now. That sounds pretty great. Um, but that revived interest in the leg. Like, people yeah. were like, oh, is that real? And they, like, looked it up. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, man, we could go to that museum and see the leg. And steal the... <laughs> Steal the leg of Santa of independence. Anna. Yeah, the leg uh, of independence. It kind of, it almost was. A little bit. Yeah. Um, but so they it revived like a whole bunch of interest in the leg. And so then in 2006, the museum made it the centerpiece of uh, display. The centerpiece. And, and they showed it complete with a carriage, a box of gold, and chicken dinner. Nice. Yeah. So chicken dinner. Chicken dinner. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Hey. <laughs> I mean, that's where it came from. Oh, my Probably gosh. Not. Yeah, I mean... It de- should be. Definitely. Definitely um, came from there. <laughs> Over the years, Mexico's government has repeatedly asked us for his legs. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. Every time we say no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, think we won him fair and square. No, we're keeping it. <laughs> you A really famous person in their revolutionary so, history. And they're like, can we have his, his we, artifacts that mean nothing to you? Can we have his bits? And no. America says no. <laughs> That's ours. We're keeping his legs. We won it in the war. That's war spoils. <laughs> you don't get it back. 
Uh, you never loved him. And the way apparently, we... <laughs> a few years ago, folks at the Santa Jacinto Museum of History, which yeah. is in Texas, that's the battle where we beat Me- where the Texians beat Mexico. Um, they launched a petition on the White House website trying to get out hundred thousand signatures to bring it to Texas because mm. they're like he was actually like here. He never fought in Illinois. <laughs> right. Like it's just uh. people from the infantry took it. Mm-hmm. So, like, it doesn't make sense that it's in Illinois. Give it to us. Yeah. We actually fought him. Uh, no. But they, did you take the leg? They won't give it to us. <laughs> the answer is so no. It's, it's not just that we won't give it back to Mexico. <laughs> Even within America, Illinois is like, hell no, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Land which, of Lincoln says no. Which one of the articles I read, uh, they say it's a more fitting place since Santa Ana surrendered there uh, the first time around in San, or in San Jacinto um, rather than Illinois. Where he never surrendered. Yeah, where there's no record of him ever visiting. But it says, the folks in the land of Lincoln just smile and politely remind Texans that possession <laughs> is nine-tenths of the law. Yeah. Suck it. As you well know, Texas. So suck it. <laughs> Those are our legs, and you can't have them. <laughs> oh, and I just want you to just know for the total of his life, um, there's, a, there's a quote I have that says, he was an arrogant jerk who served as Mexico's president for multiple non-consecutive terms over 22 years. He served 11 terms as president, so he averaged about two years a term. And all of the, the back end of that where we talked about his leg and mostly about Santa Ana, that was, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, J. Mark Powell for his article called The Pastry War or How We Wound Up with Santa Ana's Leg. Which I couldn't tell you at the beginning because it would have spoiled yeah. all the excitement over the leg. The leg. But I also got a lot of stuff from him. And his article was by far the sassiest. So <laughs> thanks, dude. Pretty great. Really amped the sass. <laughs> Turned it up. Anyway, that's the pastry war. Well, Santa Ana, rest in pieces. A war, <laughs> a war fought over the destruction of a pastry shop that would have only cost Mexico 10,000 pesos and instead cost them... 600 or like 660,000 pesos, 224 lives, an entire year, and just. And two legs, three legs, <laughs> three and, a fin- legs and a finger. And a finger from Santa Ana. That no one remembers. No. No one remembers the finger. And a horse. And Santa, a horse. And Santa Ana's horse died. And too. one horse. <laughs> just one. I'm sure no more horses died. Just the one. Just the one. So if that teaches you anything, um, yeah, what did we learn? Pay your debts. Pay uh, pay the pastry, man. Yeah. Pay early when it's cheaper. I, I guess. mean, that's good with all debts, you know? Because yeah. they, they add up over time. Interest. Mm-hmm. Pay early and often <laughs> if you can. Especially if the person, like, has a a really powerful friend who will just... I don't think that he was friends with the king. Well, you don't have to be, like, in the in the metaphor. Oh, sure. Uh, has ties to very powerful friends. Yes. If they've if they've got, you know, mooks to beat you up, pay the freaking mob back their money. Yeah. Oh, that little skinny, like, nobody with the pastry shop? Yeah, he's related to people in the mob. Yeah. And they're gangsters, and they'll break all of your legs. They're gonna freaking and then they'll send block to, your ports? Watch out. <laughs> they'll send them to Illinois, and it'll never get them back. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, keep your war spoils and hold them tight. Don't let anyone take it away from you. Yeah. No matter I, how hard they I try. I can't believe Texas being like, we should get the stuff. Like, Texas, whenever anyone's like, maybe you should give Mexico their land back, they're like, oh, but it's American now. Yeah, we're it's Texas. Mine. It's um, possession. Right. Nine-tenths. They're just, they're just getting the punch back. Shut up, Can Texas. Can we have that back? No. No. No, you can't. You can't. No, you can't. Sorry. You If cannot. we're not going to give it back to Mexico, we're not going to give it to Texas. <laughs> like, it belongs in Mexico. You're not getting it, Texas. If we're not going to give it to them. See, but I can just add this to my list. I I'm, I have a list of, like, writing historical wrongs of, like, moving things where they belong. Oh, sure. I'm just going to add this to my list. Yeah. I'm going to break into their museum. <laughs> Get them their legs Steal back. the legs <laughs> and throw them across the border. And be like, <laughs> <laughs> you just like run right up to the wall and just like, shut them. <laughs> These are Santa Anas. Take them. Put them in a museum. Back from whence you came. They should be in a museum. Mm. I mean, they are in a museum. They should be in a museum that's in not the right American. Museum. <laughs> should be in the right museum. They should be a. I never mentioned that in part. A m- mueso, maybe. I don't know how they say museum in Spanish. That's like the French version, but. Maybe don't that's, use maybe the French Spanish. Don't use the well, French version. The French version doesn't end in O, so I think that might be right. Hold on. I mean, whatever you do, just don't use the French version of the word in this case. Museum. It's very insensitive. It is museo. Ha! I knew it. Sometimes I know both versions of the word in my head, and sometimes I only know one version, and my brain will continually tell me that's the right word. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's not. That's not the one I'm looking for. Every time. Don't do it. Like, uh, one time I was trying, I think I was trying to remember the word pool. In French, which is la piscine. Ah, uh, piscine. But in Spanish, it's uh, la piscina. Or le piscine, sorry, in French. But it's piscina. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I couldn't get my brain to tell me piscine. Because every time I thought about it, I was like, piscina! And I was like, no, that's wrong. I know that's Spanish. <laughs> what is it? My brain would go, piscina! And I'm like, no! <laughs> no! It's wrong! <laughs> Knock it off! Stop it. It's, you just get in the loop. Piscina! Anyway, that's the pastry war. I really want to... Don't destroy bakeries. I really want to destroy a bakery now. I was just going to say that. Haley, we have a French bakery really close by. I know. I want to go and get a pastry and, like, just put my fist in it. And the French are going to make you pay 60,000 pesos. (laughs) That's a lot of pesos. They're going to lock all our ports. (laughs) They're going to lock the ports, Haley. They'll do it. They remember how to do it. They can't reach us. (laughs) We're on the wrong Panama o- Canal, Haley. We're they can the, reach us. We're on the wrong ocean, suckers. <laughs> Go around. You can't get us. <laughs> they don't have planes and stuff. There's a there's a uh, whole canal, Haley, that they can get through now. They can't do it. Don't challenge them. I dare you. Do you, you see what they do when they're challenged? <laughs> France, uh, we love you. They'll steer. My, they'll steal my legs. I love you. Ste- steer your legs. They'll steer my legs. I love you more than anything, France. <laughs> don't come for us. We love you. We love you. Mostly I love you. Go ahead, France. We, I, I respect you so deeply in my heart. Fire away, France. So yeah, he's not quite as cool as Napoleon, but that's Santa Anna. I mean, Napoleon had all his bits, so he's... Santa, yeah, Napoleon wins. Santa Anna's pretty cool. He also, like, people were excited when Napoleon came back. People were never really excited about Santa Oh, I'm, I, I'm saying Napoleon's not as cool because oh. he, he still has all his bits. That's not interesting to me. To you. Yeah. You know that's not my thing. Also, Napoleon could win wars and battles. <laughs> <laughs> you know how he won Like, I know stuff. the French are notorious <laughs> for losing wars, <laughs> but um, they won this one. 
And Napoleon won lots of them. Oh, it's bad. It's it just bad. wasn't. In the rock, yeah. paper, scissors of uh, world history, France beats Mexico. Yeah. But now when I go to Illinois, I know where I'm going to go. I'm going to go see some legs. Got to go see a set of legs. Do they have both legs or just the one leg? I think they have both. Wow. They have at least the fancy one, and that's the only one that matters. I mean, that's the one you need. Yeah. It's that's not, the one that Mexico yeah. wants. <laughs> And the good thing yeah, is, is that it's not the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. So it's going to be way easier. <laughs> to what? To steal. We're not, we're not going to steal it. You have to steal it. No. What, they're not going to, they're not going to give it to we're you. We're just going to go visit, Haley. But what about throwing it over? We're not going to steal it. Oh, okay. Got, we're, got, just gonna uh, we're just going to visit Illinois. Gonna, we're just uh, going to, out. going to visit. You're not seeing my winks. <laughs> what? We're just going to. You're just blinking. No, I'm. <laughs> I'm double. Um. Anyway, email us at hystericalhistorypodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Did you like this war of pastries? Did you wish it was fought with pastries? Do you have other wars that are about food or that are ridiculous? Email them to us and we'd love to talk about them. Are you from Mexico or Texas or France or Illinois? Have you ever seen the or lake? Staten Island. Are you from Staten Island? <laughs> or Cuba. Or Cuba. Show it to us. Show it to us. (laughs) And uh, thanks for listening. Um, Leave us a review on iTunes. If you email us, we'll let you pick the topic of a video or video. What am I saying? We'll let you pick the topic (laughs) of an episode of our podcast. And then you can Can, even name it. You can name it. And we're going to name drop you 50 times. Oh, it'll be like your little baby, your little infant baby. Mm. It's like we and you made a little... Brain baby, and it was that episode in the future. And then you can like show it to your parents and be like, "Listen, look, listen to how important I am. Look and listen, I matter. Look, my little, my employees did this thing, (laughs) and you can you can like pretend that we work for you or something. Yeah, pretend you're really cool that you own this podcast, which will definitely impress them because we have so (laughs) many viewers Uh, and we make so so much money. We're so important and influential, and we have such a brand." We have totally. a big brand energy. Share this with your friends. Anyone who likes pastries. The French are really serious about pastries. And no, you never knew that more than now. They love fighting over pastries. I mean, I think... French Revolution was mostly about bread. Pastry people are, are scary. Because you got to be serious to do pastries. Oh, yeah. It's, there's so many pastry shops in France. It's the best. you got to be a certain kind of, like, psycho to do pastries. Pesateries. Which you would know if you watch The Great British Bake Off. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Au revoir. Adios. Muchachos. Bye. Bye.